Hello and welcome to the If We Knew Then podcast. I'm Stephen Socks. And I'm Lori Socks. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. And to quote the Jonas Brothers, now that we made it, how complicated was last year? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh. Well, yeah, we got was, through. I think yeah. I think twenty twenty is definitely a year that will go down historically as as, as a as a as a challenge. Right, it was a, a mutual challenge. challenge for all of society. And uh, I think that there was a gift there because I think going through 2020, one of the things that made it bearable or doable was the fact that we were all in it together. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't one of those situations where you have a challenge in your life or a loss in your life and then you have to function in the rest of the world while the rest of the world goes on. This was oh, a situation right. where the the entire world was involved. Yeah, they were on the same page going through it, you know, going through it in different ways and handling it to the best of each individual's ability. Yeah, there's probably a comfort there. But we went there. through it together, right? Yeah, that you go through it together and you can support each other or at least see how you can discuss it together instead of I know you're, what you're saying you're in the same pot. Like you yes. you're not uh you regardless of how it feels or is handled or your belief or anything, you're still going through the same experience together. So there is a bit of connection and community. And I think with the enormity of the challenges, that's what made them doable. No, I agree. Because we're all feeling that same stress. We're all feeling that same pressure of being quarantined or isolation or health and and there's there's so many things it's just common so well, you we can know see... we know where everybody's going where yeah. where everybody's coming from yeah it's a really a great reminder of the importance of community and how we can support each other really and i encourage everyone that if you need support to reach out to have that conversation whether it be that you just need to talk to someone or there's something you need a meal, you need uh, guidance, you whatever you need. I think the importance is ask for the support. Yes, I mean, whatever. how much further we can get if we share resources and right and help each other that and way. And then if you're able to support someone and you see somebody or you uh, you see that somebody needs assistance or even on one of the. Even through social media, you see that someone just needs guidance to offer that word of encouragement goes a really long way. The the ear just to be there to listen, to let someone talk about whatever they need to talk about. Those those are ways that you can you can support your community, your yeah. your friends, your family. You know, there are ways that we can support each other. So if you if if you can support with a, a message or a meal or just being there to listen to someone, and then if you need support, to be able to reach out and ask for that support. Because one thing that is so apparent is, as a human race, 
we love each other at the core and we want to connect and we want to be there to, to support each other. And sometimes telling your story is something that people can relate to. If they need guidance, they can use your story as an example of, of maybe what to do or, or not to do, I guess. Just the experiences we've had and having the Down syndrome community around us kind of made last year manageable, kind of made it where we could understand that there are struggles what we're and capable challenges. Of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, because what we've, what we've experienced, you know, just with, some of our daily challenges, just fighting for an education or Liam's placement in the school or medical issues or even inclusion in general. I think that when these big insurmountable challenges came up this year, it didn't make them less frightening, but we've gone up against big challenges before. And so I think that gave me a comfort of, okay, I don't know what it is and I don't know how, but I know we will. Yeah. Well, maybe this community's battle-tested a bit. Right. <laughs> I mean, for, that's one positive way of looking at right. things. Right. No, so. actually, I have so much gratitude for what's made me me. The rough edges that I've had to brush up against just in life in general. And I think that that gratitude is deepened because, you know, we've talked about when Liam was born and he was in the NICU. And we've talked about how that gave us a perspective that he was fighting for his life. So when we got a diagnosis, there was a perspective there that we shifted from the, I think that the normal fears that we, that we may have really been overwhelmed by to just the focus of we, we want our child to survive. We want him to live. And I think that that gratitude took place then, that perspective really implanted itself in our journey. And so when 2020 came around and, you know, I remember last March we had the, the, when the quarantine first hit and I went and bought some Reese's peanut butter because I thought it would be a fun little treat for the two weeks that were yeah. in quarantine. Right. We were thinking it was going to be just a, buy some fun snacks. Short right? thing. We thought right? it was going to be just a couple of weeks. <laughs> and we've been in that place before and and let fear take over to some point and, yeah. and seen what that is and, and have learned from that experience. But I think because we've had that whole experience that last March when this first started, there was a bit of perspective there that we're just going to take it day by day, step by step. That made it manageable. Like you said, definitely made it manageable. And as Brene Brown, because we were just watching this great special with Brene Brown, a, a, a wonderful TED Talk, if you haven't heard. She's, I liked her TED Talk because it was about vulnerability. And I feel like yeah. that's kind of what this whole journey has really brought to the forefront in my life is, is to, to be honest with who I am and what I'm feeling. So, you know, if you have free time and you like TED Talks, that's definitely one to catch. Mm -hmm. But she talks about time, and I'm just going to paraphrase, but how time is the greatest non-renewable resource that we have. And I think that's that um, this year, the one gift that this year gave us was time together. Yeah, That, that was a gift. We had plenty of time together, whether that be however, however that looks, we had time together to just be. Right. And, and even with the pressures of in that time, mm -hmm. needing to be the educator and the therapist along with being the parent. I mean, that can be overwhelming sometimes. And I know people 
deal with that in different ways. At the at the core of it was we did have those times together. There wasn't someone else educating my child or or conducting the therapies. I had to learn how to do it. We had to learn how to do it and do it in the best way we could. And the most positive thing to take out of that is that we were there together to do it. And we could see the work that was being done. And mm-hmm. we made some great changes, you know, in the curriculum or in the studies of for both Liam and Sophia, as far as, you know, with Liam just being right there and that ability to support him and to prove, if you will, his ability yeah, to prove what we're always trying to prove every year when we go into our IEPs. And we really don't necessarily have a leg to stand on, but this time we were able to gather our information firsthand and then present it in the IEPs. And that was a gift because there's no way they can dispute a fact. It's not, it wasn't an opinion. It was proof. There was a, it was a fact. And now going forward, now we have a true baseline because that's really what they work off of is a baseline. And now we have a true baseline. So I would go back to a normal school year and say, just make sure you're, you're uh, gathering your information and keeping track of that and making videos and stuff. And that's what I'll do going forward because now I have a baseline of this is the ability, this is what can happen with support. So that was such a gift. And I do a really quick, a reminder as we're going into the new year, because I know that a lot of schools are still, I mean, we're still on lockdown. We're, we're going to distance learn for the rest of the school year. Just know that IEPs are still happening. Assessments yes. are still happening. Supports are still happening. So there are guidelines and timelines and legalities to all of it. We have a few episodes on IEPs and supports. So check those out. And also, you know, there's other different supports that you can look up to find out in your area what those timelines look like. And, you know, for us, distance learning was something that ended up being a blessing. I know that was tough for a lot of people. Well, it was still hard work. I mean, it, you, uh, yes, you, but I think it was really was, hard work. It was a it was a negative for a percentage of of the kids and a, and a negative for a percentage of our Down syndrome community. But there's there's a positive part of that, and I know that voice might not have been heard very well, but I think there were positives that come well, out of it. I think the challenge was that when this pandemic hit, and you know, we shift into needing to support our kids more that the focus shifted to really supporting the the typical children without IEPs and to take away the supports from children with IEPs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we heard stuff about we don't do IEPs, we're not holding assessments, we're, and all of these things that happened that really shined a light on the need to continue to push forward to make that change and to have our voice be heard. So in the challenge, what we see is the, the gift of it is to know, yeah, we, we really need to continue to dig in. We really need to continue to move forward. We really conti- need to continue to fight this fight for the education of our children, for the, the rights of our children. So I think even though it's sad, <laughs> it's really sad that this is, this is what was kind of came to the head, I think it's a gift because there's no denying that that is the situation that that we're in still. Yeah. So, I mean, I I am probably annoyingly optimistic at times, but I do believe that there's a gift that will come from the challenge. Yeah. So I encourage you, you know, keep on the school for your IEPs, follow those timelines, go to your 
uh, district's website, there's going to be something for special education in every district, in every state. Keep everything in writing, everything with a timeline, and keep them accountable to your child and making sure that they get the supports that they need. So it's a new year, a blank page, a new beginning. And a lot of times the new year comes with this pressure of resolutions, right? We wait, oh, it's yeah. January 1st, we have to make, what are we going to do to make these changes? It's literally a countdown. It is a countdown. <laughs> and then we write these lists. I will sometimes to take the pressure off resolutions. I make them in November. So that way I don't feel that pressure. I feel that if I make a resolution on January 1st and then on January 3rd, I'm eating Cheetos for breakfast, that I don't feel like I failed in some major way. I feel like there's less pressure if I just say, you know, I'm shifting my goals. I'm shifting my focus. This is what I want to create in my life. And I approach it that way. It takes a lot of pressure. And that just comes from experience of putting that pressure on myself. Yeah. And talking to Sophia the other day, and she was making a list for the day, and it really became apparent, as it often does, when I'm trying to teach her something that I see how much I need to learn it. She's making this list, and she becomes totally overwhelmed because she's woken up late, or she can't check things off her list, or whatever it is. Yeah. And I was able to say that list is there to support you and help you and guide you. Yeah, not to overwhelm you. Right. Absolutely. And so that's what I want to encourage Anybody who's listening who does have a resolution or wants to make a list of the changes or what they want to create in their life, that is a guideline. It's kind of a a touchstone to keep coming back like, oh, this is where I want to go. This is the path I want to head down. It shouldn't be there to overwhelm you. And in our lives, daily, weekly, yearly, we, we have those pressures because we have the pressures of services or supporting our child or getting them what they need or helping them to access their curriculum or... How will they function in society? Inclusion. There's so many things. Well, there's that, so many that you couldn't pack that into into your list. I mean, you can't. Right. You can't. It just multiplies as you go, and and it just you have to be. You have to know what you can do, and know what what you, you want to achieve. You want to do later, but it doesn't have to all be done. I mean, you can be a bit frustrated. I understand, right. but but don't overwhelm yourself with this with this have to have to. You know, uh, because. It's not a it's not a pressure that we need. For me, when I have all of those and it gets overwhelming, I just stop. Like I get oh, overwhelmed yeah. and I'm not I'm That's not going did. I'm not going yeah, I'm not going in any direction and I think it's we know what we want to accomplish. We know that we want our child to have the supports that we need. We know that we want our child to have an education. There's so much that we want to accomplish and just the knowing I think that's the first step. And then we take steps towards it. And sometimes we take a step backwards or sometimes we need to stop or sometimes we need a breath or support or to learn more. Like, you know, the the episodes that are coming up, I learned so much from speaking to these people that we got to speak to and these interviews. I learned so much that I said, you know what, it's time for me to dig back in. And now I'm going to take all this new stuff that I learned and now apply this new stuff and see where this takes me. And I have no doubt that when I get to the next step, I'm going to then learn more stuff and take new steps and dig back in. So I just want to encourage our listeners to take it easy and take a breath and take it one step at a time because each moment, like a resolution, boom, you count down 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 7, 4, 3, 2, 1, and it's a new year. And then you have this new year and it's a new moment. But every moment is a new moment. Every moment is a new chance to make a new choice, to create something new, to do something differently, to change your mind, to change, to change. Yeah. Or to do it the same or to just stop. 
Oh, it's it's it can feel so empowering. It can feel so so good to know that at any moment you can make a change. You can right. you can add to things. You can subtract how, whatever is good for you. And I've said it many times, but there are a limited number of minutes and hours in a day. There are unlimited amount of moments. There's always a moment that you can make a change, and and it, it doesn't have to be this countdown. Well, clarify because you know time is this unrenewable resource. But what you're yeah, saying, yeah, no, is... but time is the minutes and and the hours. I'm talking about moments inside the time. There's unlimited amount of time moments in time, so that you, you can, can make you can make you a create, change. Yeah, so take that pressure off. That if you don't do it right the first time, or what is even right, take right and wrong yeah. out of the. You are doing the best you can at that moment. Take that. And you may get new information tomorrow or in a half hour that changes how you're going to do it. So instead of beating yourself up for how you did it, do it differently if you want to. If you learn something that makes you change, then do it differently in the next moment. But take away that pressure or that regret or that overwhelming feeling and just try to take it more. We did this on New Year's Day. We did uh, breakfast. Liam came into the kitchen and it took longer, but I took that pressure. I have this list of the morning and we're going to get up. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. This is our checklist. We make our smoothie. We make our coffee. We do, we make our breakfast and there's a certain time frame that I get it done in. And instead we shifted to the moment and making right. that moment ours. And Liam came into the kitchen and instead of just saying, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, plowing through everything was just embellished. It was really enjoyed. And, and those moments that usually go off on my checklist and uh, towards getting the day started became Liam helping me grind the coffee beans and we're going to measure it. And this is what how we put it in. And this is why we do it. And this is what we're making. And it was a conversation and it was an experience. So even that mundane thing that I do every morning when I stopped to be in the moment, to really live and fill that moment, it was such a great experience. And it didn't take much longer. Yes, but is it bad that I also like made an excuse for that in the fact that he was doing some OT? <laughs> well, it's not bad. We just took away bad and good. But no, and you know, and that's the thing is that I did. There was a, I remember there was a point where I was just like, wait, no, let him pull because he's, you know, just holding that cup. And I was just like, no, we're going to wait because he's actually getting OT right now. So, but that a, shouldn't matter. It I should would, be guess. I would like to get to a point, I, or maybe not. Maybe just utilizing every moment, like you know, throw of actually getting the education by doing instead of sitting down and taking a half hour out of our day to sit and do a Zoom with OT to inc maybe just incorporating it, but incorporating it without the pressure of, hey, 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 this is OT, yes. right? To just incorporate and to live it and to fill those moments. So a resolution isn't just reserved for January 1st. And to quote Hamilton, it's not a, it's not a moment, it's a movement. And it's a movement to really be present and to do it differently. This year, I will work towards taking the pressure off and being present and having that list as a guideline and a, a structure, like a ladder that I'm going to work through. But the resolution isn't just reserved for 1201 on January 1st. We can resolve to do something or change something or create something whenever we want. And one resolution I want to encourage every caregiver out there is for self-care. Oh, it's so important. I mean, we've talked about it before. It's, 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 
so needed and so neglected. Right. And and one of the things that we saw during this whole pandemic in 2020 was the thing that came to the head was self-care. I mean, there's such a focus on mental health and on getting out and on exercising and on taking the breath or so many times on these parent uh parent message boards for school, I'd see, hey, don't worry about what they're learning. Don't worry about, because the importance of self-care was so prominent. It was looming. We need to take care of ourselves. And that's when the whole world is going through and experiencing the same thing. So taking that as an example, just like I took when the school decided these are the how important these supports are. Well, I'm carrying that with me into every IEP as an example. Mm-hmm. Under extraordinary situations, the conversation really turns to what matters for humanity and its self-care and love and moments and breathing. And so I just, I, for myself, and I encourage our listeners and the caregivers is take the time for yourself to refill your bucket. We also have a great episode from Paul Dennison. It's a wonderful meditation, just a relaxation. and Oh, an episode and, and a meditation episode. You're right. And I encourage you to you know, take that 20, 30 minutes to do the meditation. And giving yourself that little bit of time is going to help with your longevity. It's going to give you more energy to do what you have to do. Yeah. So it is a new year. And we also resolve that with this podcast, we will work to our best ability to bring information to support this community, to help change the perception of Down syndrome, to be just the positive experience that we've come to know. And so if you ever, if, if there are any questions or that you have, always feel free to reach out to us. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to us on, on our website, ifweknewthen.com. There's the easy way to touch base with us, and we're always checking that. And and we, we, we welcome feedback and what the community needs to know and what the community questions are. And we may not have the answers, but we're going to work really hard to get them. Correct. We're going to look for them and support you to our best ability. Mm-hmm. We're really excited for our first interviews of this year. Well, first off, we have Stephen Gustafson, the founding member and basis of 10,000 Maniacs, and he has... That was an exciting interview for so many reasons. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, right off the bat, just the music was something... But what a delight of a man. Oh, my goodness. And their ex- and, and his experience and his story, because he is a sibling. Uh, his sister... Had Down syndrome and influenced him in so many ways that we talk about. It's... So parents, if you're... You know, that's one of the big questions that parents always have is, how is this? how will this influence my other children? The data is overwhelming that it's a positive experience, but it's so good to hear from an actual human. You know, and his, and his parents, charts. advocates before advocacy was a thing. Oh, yeah. This is thing. like in the, in the 50s, you know, so... So that, we're so excited. That's going to be coming. That's our first one out of and the And then gate. we have McCrory Pediatrics. Where we got to have a conversation with specialists. And really examine behavior, OT, speech, and get a lot of our questions answered. And hopefully answer a lot of yours. So we're really excited. We're excited for the blank page that is... 2021. And, and moving forward and learning and growing. And we appreciate you learning and growing with you. If we knew then... Last February, I may have bought more Lysol wipes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Please follow us on Twitter at IfWeKnewThenPod, and you can drop us a line on our Facebook page at IfWeKnewThenPod. 
or visit our website, ifwenewthen.com, to send us an email with questions and comments. And you can join our mailing list there and get alerts of future podcast episodes. All these links will be added to this episode's show notes. Thank you again, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of If We Knew Then. Come and